Again, what is helpful and healthy, and as you point out, the primary emphasis is really is given, as you say, to the arising of I, and like we said earlier, <coughs> what it lands on, makes something up, builds it up, separates it from all else, as though it had its own existence and becomes problematic. And therefore, in the realm of the five aggregates, what, what the eye is doing with it and seeing the emptiness of it, we really see it clearly, it's, everything is seen clearly in a way uh, there. But sometimes, for some, like with the exploration today, the understanding can emerge from not being so much concerned with I and myself, but the understanding of this called this moment, supported by not this moment and yet this moment is not without, without everything else and really resting in it comfortably at, e at ease with it, really rested in it then it will take a lot of the problem out of so called birth and death Can I so what's, what's something? Yeah, please, uh, when, when you said uh, that the Buddha said emptiness is a concept that should help us to look at the world, is that written anywhere in the... The key verse. Where? Where? Well, I have to look up the chapter and then uh, send it to you, but it's considered one of the most important, because there he equates emptiness mm. with the middle way, and his whole mm. main work is called um, um, Root Verses of the Middle Way. He calls his approach the middle way. And this is the one verse where he links up the idea of the middle way with emptiness. And there he says, mm. emptiness is a pragmatic convention to describe the world. In this sense, it is the middle way. Because then, if you use it as a pragmatic convention to describe the world, you're neither taking it as an absolute, as a concept, a philosophical idea apart from the world, nor are you saying the world is truly as it appears. Mm. And if you look at the world through the eyes of emptiness, you go this middle way. You're not turning emptiness into an absolute. You're not turning the world into an absolute. And the way how this is achieved is by understanding emptiness in this way, as a purely practical, pragmatic convention to, to understand the world. It's the way how we have to understand the world as emptiness. And in that sense, nirvana is samsara, their identity. Mm -hmm. yeah. cool. And that's why it's so important, because it's the one verse where the middle way is linked up with emptiness. It's only happening in this one verse. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Please look it up and plug it up the One of the ch challenges going from from monastery to lay person's life is those of us who <coughs> lived in the monastery and had the benefit of good, solid, sustainable meditation teachings and then had the benefit as well of uh, listening to teachings and dialogue on uh, ultimate truth had the benefit that when it was over 
we would go back to our hut and we just meditate on it. We'd reflect. We could walk up and down on it. We could really give our attention to it. With Ajahn Padadasa, we could go back and let's say, talk again, get some, get some, listen again, ask some more questions. And it gave one the opportunity to meditate on these things. So, <clears throat> I know for myself, and it might be the same for a number of you as well, that initially in the listening, it just went way over my head. It went so far over my head. It was like out there, just the concepts, everything was so utterly unfamiliar to my poor 25-year-old mind. And then gradually, as all of us find, uh, it just begins to register. And then it might just start to register just a little bit intellectually, which is, which is fine. You know it doesn't make a great deal of difference inwardly when it's just uh, intellectual. We want it to descend, to go deeper there. And the challenge in the West that we have so much to do, so many things to occupy and preoccupy our attention. It isn't easy to make some time and space to let some deep truths about, our, about the way things are really to register deeply. And so we generate as much as we can, climate and the culture for it uh, here. And if, with the previous period, just over the hour we had together, you just listened and you know, just found your mind wandering, it went uh, all over the place. Absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. <laughs> and if some of it just got a little intellectual grasp of it, also and equally absolutely fine. Some of it touched a little bit more uh, deeply, absolutely fine as well. It's not something that we have to put any kind of pressure on ourselves to try to force ourselves into understanding, nor, which also can happen, it can touch a place of some reaction inside and then it gets dismissed. Oh, it's just ideas. Oh, it's all words. Oh, it's so abstract. Oh, it's such theory, etc. And there's just some place or point of reaction that's going on inside in the, in, in, in the moment. And all of that, <coughs> in a good group of us, I'm sure, will arise as well. All, all, all of that, from touching a deep place and you know, getting some clear insight to um, uh, some intellectual understanding coming in to way above one feels like above one's head one can't connect with at all to some uh, resistance to it all, all those kind of levels can go on for us <coughs> and sometimes in the same hour in the same person and then it can change again <laughs> and it can change again exactly exactly so in you know, dependent arising there is no such thing as single meaning. So when we listen and when we talk, in the actual event, as we just had for the past hour, it may be 
in that time, in the moment, some insight and understanding has come, we say, well, this has some real meaning for me. And for others, listening with the same degree of interest, it may not have. The event doesn't have any meaning in itself. We could sit here, we could spend the next hour exploring all over again, and in the previous hour, a person could say, well, it really had some meaning for me, and the next hour, it has absolutely no meaning. Because it doesn't have meaning of itself. Oh, a person can say, last hour, God, I didn't follow it, I was daydreaming, I was wondering how long it would be before tea time, when's this going to be over, uh, etc. person goes out of the room, has a cup of tea, walks back in, we have another hour. Wow! The meaning is not in the event, it's in the how something unfolds in the moment. There's no inherent meaning in anything. And there's no non-meaning either. It's a funny, funny word, isn't it? <laughs> and can we choose it? Can we choose an event and say, oh, I think I'll choose this to have meaning. <laughs> <laughs>